0: Bella, assume your throne. Go for it. Alright, quick reminders the series where I watch heady videos so you don't have to. With the cutest Kara joining us again. And Bella may be uh, swooping in as well. Let's see. Alright, so I'm gonna rapid fire these ones. I got four that I just came across. These are videos from TikTok. That are now saved to my quick reminders playlist. What do they call it? Is it collections? Mm-hmm. They call it collections. My quick reminders collection. So the first one is from At The Mental Level. He was doing a little exercise. Starting it out with the question or, or the statement rather that you are not your thoughts. And it's like, okay, yeah, we've all heard that a million times, but what does that really mean? And he just sort of walked us through this, um, yeah, little momentary guide of noticing our thoughts. So the idea or the experience is that our thoughts can't experience themselves.
1: That there's an awareness, witnessing the thoughts. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you have a thought, but the thought can't exist without the kind of uh, underrated witness, or like you said, the the awareness of the thought. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a thought, we notice that thought, and we have more thoughts about the thought. But the whole time, we're witnessing the whole process, right? It's kind of a trippy thing to talk about without sort of experiencing that experiment. Like there's the Bella and there's the sound that the Bella makes. And then there's the hearing the Bella in my body. My ears are hearing her. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, Bella, you're taking up so much (laughs) airtime. And then there's the witness, too. The thought you know, so anyway, it's you know it goes on forever that's the that's the exercise <laughs> and the reminder that we we aren't our thoughts um, and so often I'm identified with my thoughts for sure
1: mm-hmm. me too
0: and we just sort of take thoughts as they come up as w- with a level of truth. That is really not as objective as we may be habituated to, to take it as. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. take yourself a little less seriously. Take thoughts a little less seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, melt into that witnessing awareness. It's pretty much the gist of that one. So then we have, um, this one is pretty cool. I think you'll like this. Josh at Josh Shuhal? Shuhal? Shuahel? Shuahel? S H U A H E L? I don't know how you would pronounce that. I'm going to go with Shuahel. Um, he was talking about how, you know, the, the folds in the brain, a little wrinkly.
1: The little brain wrinkles. Yeah, little yeah. brain
0: wrinkles. That at night when we sleep, the brain expands and those wrinkles sort of smooth out. Really? Temporarily. And your it's spinal. Like
1: factual? F-
0: I mean, who knows? I didn't break open a skull and check it out or anything. I have no measurements at my disposal other than randos on the internet. But yeah, fact fact check me for sure. Wow, but that's what he was saying. So So anyway, that, that that was the first bit of the story. The second bit is uh, it expands. So we're sleeping. The ba- the the brain expands and fills with spinal fluid, and essentially we give our brains a a wash.
1: I mean, that sounds great. I'd love to give my brain a wash.
0: Well, I think. I think that's what we do when we sleep and we dream. I mean, probably dependent on how deeply we sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe the process only happens at a certain level of of depth in the sleeping and resting process. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the idea is that every night when we sleep, that the brain does a process of washing out the waste, mm. and so that sort of does explain like some of the weirder dreams that we have that are sort of just nonsensical or just, you know you know what I mean? Yeah, when like
1: like, random things that had shown up throughout the day or something, you know, that, like, processing of it.
0: Exactly. Or just, like, super random characters, people you haven't seen in years or or whatnot. And maybe something in life has, like, maybe reminded you of their energy. And it's just that's the way that, mm-hmm. like, we're consciously processing, which is to say, like, uh, um the way the ego is sort of, I want to say like metabolizing the way we're sort of like metabolizing that energy is through these like weird random type of dreams. Maybe that's just the subconsciousness sort of washing out the, uh, the waste and Mm -hmm. and who's to say, like how does the brain tell what's waste and what's worth remembering? Right. Yeah. That's a mystery to me. It is. That's a sub subjective from where I'm standing that feels subjective how do you know what's important enough to remember to, to bake into your memory versus wash it out in your dreams you know what I mean who knows
1: Well, I will say that that feels resonant just cause like remember I came home the other day and I was talking about how it worked we were playing would you rather and when we did the would you rather take your brain out and put it into an ice bath or like you know take your spine out and give it a good twist twist good uh, ringing out because um, we were talking about like having headaches you know and like you have a headache and somebody's like oh did you drink enough water i always like imagine like if i haven't drank enough water and i have a headache and i take a drink of water and then my brain just like starts to unprune sort like of a sponge thing just yeah. absorbing yeah it starts hydration. to yeah, absorb the water
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah the, like when you have a headache that it does feel like oh i just wish i could take my head out and put it in a and some nice water so when you sleep that kind of helps get rid of a headache. Some, like, migraines and stuff, uh, sleep is really, like, the only thing that will help it go away.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess sleep is that natural process of, uh, detaching ourselves. Sorry. From consensus reality or disassociating from, from ourselves, from, or from the ego, at least, uh. On the uh, conversation with Lucas and Steven, Lucas had a pretty interesting um, breakdown of his definitions of self versus ego, hmm. which I thought was pretty, pretty interesting. It, it sort of stuck with me. He, he was speaking in terms of the ego being the mind and the psyche. Mm-hmm. I mean, two words for the same thing, but you know what I'm saying? The mental space, as well as, like, our psychological programming. I was just flying one Okay. Um, and the self being the body. hmm And um I'm trying to remember if he used another word, but, yeah. Oh, spirit. Body and spirit.
1: Body and spirit synonymously?
0: That that That's how he would define the word self.
1: Oh. It's like your
0: body and your spirit. Okay. The body, the spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. And I like
0: that because, to me, body isn't just... The physical body, you know, like the yogis see the seven bodies, right? the physical being just one of them.
1: That makes sense.
0: One of them being the body that we dream with, right? Mm -hmm. Our dream body, our astral body, emotional body, mental body. I don't have the system totally memorized, Mm -hmm. but um, I do sort of vibe with that idea of there being these different dimensions of our self. Um, Anyway, why did I go into that?
1: Sleep, brain.
0: Oh, yeah, you were talking about uh, ice bath for your brain being yeah. like a little bit of a unplugging is the way I was sort of visualizing that, you know, yeah. like literally like unplugging your your brain from your spine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm just thinking of like headaches feeling like such a constricted vibe. Like you you put your your mental or your your mental space or your brain and like, a, a chokehold really. Like, I don't know if it's, like, correlated to being, like, overly rigid about something. A headache? You know what I mean? Like, hmm. the, uh, the psycho um, somatic representation of that physical... Experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. How there's got to be some sort of like metaphysical bridge between our experiences and our ailments, stuff like that. Yeah. I just think of headaches as being like a being almost overly, um, I just, I'm just thinking rigid, rigidity, rigidity, the constriction, you know?
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: And so it just makes me think of how. Detaching from our stories can be so helpful, right? You know, I mean, they're talking about like ketamine being depression medicine, you know, mm-hmm. specifically, uh, like the clinic that did it open already in Anderson? you were telling I me about. I think so. Really?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, something to look into, because um, you're saying that it's like for treatment-resistant,
1: right? Um, Depression.
0: depression cases. Who knows how they verify or, or define treatment resistance. Mm-hmm. But um, it just makes me think of why that might be medicine for, for people that have been in, like, I think a depression is just stagnation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or overwhelm, overstimulation that leads to shutting down the sensory right. sensitivity. Right. Depressing mm-hmm. our senses out of a survival need, basically. Right. Right. And how things like ketamine being like essentially tranquilizers, you know, mm-hmm. tranquilling. We'll go ahead and turn that into a verb, tranquilling the body. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't really had this experience, but I've heard of... Uh, you know, higher dose experiences of feeling like total dissociation dis disassociation and like almost like your brain, like your brain stem like detaching from from the physical experience and stuff like that. And I don't know, just saying that like I feel like certain people or how do you feel like like does that sound like a fun or healthy or medicinal experience to you or does that sound what does that sound like to you?
1: What detaching, disassociating? Yeah, just like your
0: brain Disassociating from the body or your brain I mean, stem detaching uh, from the spine.
1: That sounds like a, almost like a vacation, you know? You okay. know, when you're so preoccupied with your experience. Right. And I'm...
0: That's what I'm kind of yeah. getting at. I was I was kind of expecting you to say the opposite. That sounded like more scary. Or, you yeah. know what I mean?
1: Yeah, well, I think, um, well, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I tend to naturally dissociate. And uh, so I think that that's something that we all do naturally. That There's a need for it and to have a safe place to disassociate and like a safe time Mm. to like take a break from the stupid shit going on in our brains that we can't control.
0: Well, stupid shit going on in reality that we can't control, you yeah. know? And I, that's why I was coming, coming from that perspective that, like, sleep is sort of that natural disassociation. Yeah. You know? Literally putting your life on pause. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, turning off a video game and turning it back on in the morning, you know?
1: I love to sleep. It's my favorite part of the day. Well,
0: it's literally restful. Yeah. It's physio- physiologically necessary. Yeah. Vital for. We'll our, die if we don't sleep. Yeah, we we will go to permanent sleep if we don't rest. Yeah, our bodies and rest our.
1: Or we'll literally lose our minds.
0: Yeah, yeah, which yeah could be one and the same. But um, yeah. Anyway, just a little train of thought on that one. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he was actually giving a little bit of a uh. Takeaway action step on that one. He was saying that anytime he. Reminds himself of that fact that your brain is going to do a little waste washing session when you sleep, as you're falling asleep, mm-hmm. reminding yourself of that, thinking about that. He said that's led to some of his most restful sleep.
1: So being consciously aware that of that
0: process, of that process. as you're going to sleep, okay, you know. Just that's, like, all right. That's something to try in for bed, sure. You know, yeah, you're starting to, about to be drifting off, just kind of reminding yourself, all right, I'm getting ready for my little brain dump, my little brainwashing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Literal brainwashing in a positive reset yeah. kind of way.
1: I feel like that would be really helpful, like in conjunction with, like, a physical brain dump as well. Like, What's you know. A
0: physical brain dump.
1: Like um, like writing down your thoughts, like getting getting all your thoughts out before you. Like I mean, I don't know if you really deal with this, but I know a lot of people. Um, you know, you try to fall asleep, and then you start thinking about the whole like everything that happened that day, all the things you didn't do, all the things that you need to do tomorrow, what's Mm -hmm. coming up, you know. Um, that That preoccupies you for going to sleep, and it can either lead to stress dreams or. Um, just not being able to fall asleep. So like if you do like that physical brain dump of a journaling and then.
0: Almost as an affirmation while you're falling asleep, just like yeah second. Yeah. Like, excuse me, second yourself up for, mm-hmm. for that level of, uh, of reset and rejuvenation and all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I've heard of, um doing those types of journaling brain dumps, uh, more like in the morning as a part mm. of a morning routine. But yeah, I mean, if there's active stress in your day, then probably it at night would be, you know, yeah. pick your, your, um, approach. Yeah. Whatever's going to be best.
1: I've heard that like your creativity is more, um, apt in the morning. Like when you, when you wake up, like People's creativity is more online, like first thing in the morning. And then like as you go throughout the day, it's more of like a hmm. like a business as usual sort of thing. Like, is that facts? Like, I don't know that no, it's facts. I don't think so. But yeah, I think it's personal. That uh, yeah. could be true
0: for you, but I think it's um, maybe the opposite for me. Yeah, you I are feel, yeah. kind of
1: like a night owl.
0: I, I feel more energy at night mm-hmm. I feel more creative at night for whatever reason I wish I was the opposite like I and is that like an internalized capitalism thing or something but I, I do have this like virtue um ideal in my head of the ideal me the virtuous me being more of an early bird you know get up yeah. with the sun yeah. and uh just being more in tune with the sun in that way Um, and who, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that that isn't an option for me. You know what I mean? It's just that lately and for a long time I have been more in this mode that like I wake up and basically need my dopamine and just am more in a crashed sort of vibe, which is unfortunate to experience and vaguely embarrassing to admit.
1: What about when you were a kid? Were you, like, an early riser as a kid or, like, a sleeper?
0: No, I think I've kind of always been like this. Like, having to get up for school was painful. Yeah. And I would spend, like, the first, all of the morning basically being half asleep, Mm -hmm. you know? And then it was, like, lunchtime was, like, all right, nice, recess, okay, I'm cool. And then it's just, like, ready to go home.
1: Yeah. And And then at night did you like fight bedtime or
0: like probably I can't, I don't have too many vivid memories of, and I'm sure there were, yeah, there was definitely days that I fought bedtime, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't, I can't necessarily speak on my energy levels. You right. Know I,
1: mean? I don't think I ever fought bedtime. <laughs> really? that I, I I mean, I'm sure my parents can think of sometimes that I did, but I don't remember ever having a problem with going to bed.
0: Yeah, that definitely, uh, it surprises me just on the level of like, I feel like any normal kid would do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure there was probably times like, yeah, that I'm like, oh, I don't want to stop playing or like, I had that more with mealtime, like not wanting to go eat dinner or something.
0: Hmm. When did uh, meals become more of something you looked forward to?
1: I don't know. Probably when, like, my plates and my amount of food wasn't dictated by my parents. Like, when I could make my own plates or, Mm. like, I could, like, choose dinners or, like, I started liking food more.
0: That's kind of just what I'm sort of reflecting on is, like, yeah, as a kid, food was, like, an obligation. Like, it felt like a... Mm -hmm a chore, like yeah. something i did not want to do.
1: Same. And i i can remember like just getting so bored eating. Like i don't want to just sit here and keep eating. I'm done eating. But, you know, you have to finish your plate.
0: Yeah. Bored isn't a word i necessarily relate to on that subject, but i know um. what you mean. Like i definitely was like for me it was more like um an aversion to certain types of food or like if I was a very picky eater as a small child, and then I feel like I grew out of that pretty quick by like, I don't know, fourth, fifth grade, something like that, earlier junior high type of age. Um, But yeah, it was like, if it got cold, or if it looked too saucy, looked too weird, Mm -hmm. like literally I would judge food based on how it looked, and would just have this aversion. Yeah, and it's really weird. It's really kind of funny to reflect on because obviously food is such a big like part of my dopamine yeah. like routine these days or these years or these decades or whatnot. You know, so as like as an adult, that's like I feel like one of our like main pleasures is eating. Totally, which is kind of nutty.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, I mean it's not. I mean you can obviously see why evolutionarily we would. You know, obviously evolved to uh associate pleasure with finding things that are life enriching right but i feel like socially or more like uh societally i know that's not a word but like yeah the societal approach to food has just become an industry and there's so much into that it's almost a boring conversation because it's been covered so much but um you know what I mean? Yeah. Just the idea of like three meals a day and like starting your day with yeah. food. Like that's so relatively new and yeah. so capitalistic. You right. know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And now as an adult, it's so exhausting. You know? Now just thinking about feeding myself three times a day for the rest of my life. Like really three times a day, every single day forever until I die. I have to think about what I'm going to eat.
0: Yeah. I don't that's not really how I relate to it for me it's like I'm more stressed by that I can't just eat for the entire day mm. because it's for me it's like chain smoking cigarettes like yeah. I I just like to eat Yeah, you know and it's a distraction it's a distraction from my feelings and distraction from what
1: nothing I just think I'm I'm doing fine everything's fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> you good?
1: yep good keep on going
0: anyway whatever I don't need to harp on my personal problems again on this freaking podcast <laughs> I think it's relatable I think a lot of people struggle so with overeating yeah. and stuff like that and you know I've I mean, I've just like, put so much thought and so much energy and so much like pain and suffering into the subject and you know I've tried to just like eat healthy food as a way of combating the compulsion yeah. and um, I obviously feel mostly good about that like I think we do eat a lot of life enriching food uh we could do better i mean but we you know we're trying right now i know i'm sitting here watching you labor in our garden pursuits here but um you know you're making efforts to uh get more oh my gosh oh oh, 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 god that scared the shit out of me (gasps) oh it must have been in there the entire time right (laughs) that's what i thought you were freaking out about a minute ago i thought you like saw something or felt no, something. No, I
1: didn't. Oh, that's so funny. I just Then what
0: were you thinking? <laughs> that you're putting it in too shallow or what?
1: No. Uh I think I'm putting too many seedlings in here. Oh, yeah. And I'm wondering if I should thin them out, but I kind of like want to see how they're going to do in the pot before I thin them what out. What are they? Tomatoes.
0: Oh, they should be fine. Yeah, that guy was just hopped he, out.
1: Yeah, wow. He literally he saw his chance and he took off. <laughs> uh if the camera didn't pick that up, there was a uh Lizard that just jumped out of this <laughs> pot that I just had my hands all up in.
0: <laughs> what do those little guys call The blue-tailed? Um, are they salamanders
1: or something?
0: Okay. Um, Lucas think. called it a salamander the other day, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's what it's those are. I feel like salamanders are smaller, but who yeah. you knows?
1: Because they do get pretty big. They I saw get.
0: a humongous one the other really? day. I might uh, crop in a. I took a little video of it. Oh, did you? I'll where put did you see in, it? I'll put it in the episode. Just uh, on the porch. Oh, well. But it was the biggest one I've ever seen. Really? It was a monster.
1: It, yeah, and then when they get older, they lose that blue tail.
0: Oh, okay. So it, it, it it's, is the same it's species. It's the same one, but yeah, it's the babies have the... like. I'm talking like its head and body are about that thick.
1: Oh, God. That's yeah. a big one. I know they like to hang huge. out on that front wall yeah. there because it's so hot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's something we can try. It's doing brain dumps and uh, affirmations before we fall asleep to give us some extra yeah um encouragement to get that deep restful rejuvenating washing sleep uh moving on so on that topic um at Kyrelli's spirit um i'll put everyone's handle in the description in case anyone wants to look these people up So this guy's talking about reprogramming the subconscious mind by listening to affirmations while falling asleep. Mm. So again, as has happened every time we've done a quick reminders, it's really funny how there's a common thread in all the ones that I kind of randomly pick. Um, So yeah, that's something I've thought about before, but he was just talking about, yeah, when you're falling asleep, your brain is descending from, I think, beta Wait, do you, are you familiar with like the brainwave breakdown? Not really. No. So there's gamma waves, which is like your really high, like basically awakening, enlightenment type of vibe, or like being on psychedelics type of wavelength. Uh, it's called gamma waves, mm-hmm. and then your your normal waking consciousness is beta. And then as you are falling asleep, I think you go through theta and then into delta. I think delta is the deep sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's basically just a, the frequency and the vibration of your brain activity. So I, I went from high to, to low, right? So that's slower. Mm-hmm. You with me? Like yeah. slower, bigger waves, gotcha. un- unconscious, deep delta waves, and then like your astral body... Dream sleep consciousness, and then you're waking life, and then you're tripping.
1: (laughs) You're tripping. That's when the dreams start.
0: No, I was going backwards or backwards that time. So dream starts in theta. Oh, okay. And so when you're in like the hypnagogic state, going into dream, Mm -hmm. um, that that's a more potent, auspicious moment for setting intentions. Uh this guy was literally recommending like recording affirmations, whatever that may be.
1: Oh, your own voice doing yeah. affirmations. I didn't I thought maybe like a, I mean like a video you could do whatever.
0: Something. In fact, this even gave me the idea of like creating a guided meditation episode to just like listen to as you're falling asleep. Oh, just, I love like, that. You know. I do
1: that all the time.
0: Are they affirmations? Not affirmations. Well, no, like, I do, stories, that well, you I sleep, do right. stories,
1: but I also do meditations, like sleep meditations. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess we've done that together before.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so anyway, yeah, it's it's a good idea. It almost feels a little campy, but uh, you know, no reason to knock it until I try it. It's yeah. another It know, helps me fall thing, not asleep not to, not to, fast. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't really struggle too much with that, but I guess yeah. maybe I would if I actually tried going to sleep. Yeah. Rather than just passing out <laughs> every night. Is it in my hair? I thought it might have been because no, I didn't see a fly there. away, but it yeah. just did. <laughs> Yeah, the bugs are definitely out. Yeah, we need to do our bug yeah. repellent yeah. recipe. Definitely. You want to go ahead and share the recipe with the fine folks at home?
1: <laughs> oh, I don't really remember.
0: It's stale beer. Oh
1: yeah, you open up a PBR <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> specifically a PBR. and let it get
1: stale. Uh, Could cheap, be any cheap mouthwash beer and uh, Epsom salts.
0: Okay, I was telling Stephen about it, and I forgot about that. Yeah, salts. the Epsom salts you let yeah.
1: that uh, dissolve Marinate for like. Yeah.
0: 24 hours or something, and then just spray it. Doesn't it doesn't
1: have to be like 24 hours. You just want well, you the salt stale to dissolve. Beer. Yeah, you want the you do want the beer to be open so for about 24 Cheap stale beer, hours.
0: cheap mouthwash, Epsom salt. Yeah, and then just spray it in areas that like that you sit in. Yeah. yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Just wherever you're going.
1: Yeah. Be. I mean, I guess you could put it in. I, I feel like if you put it in, in the grass, it would just like
0: yeah, just, get just
1: absorb into, and yeah ready. absorb and not do anything. But you want it on, and you would probably wanna. Cheers
0: patio, it. whatever yeah. keeps the mosquitoes away.
1: Yeah, I also have um, heard it about helps. Irish um, spring soap or spring Irish soap or whatever mm-hmm. that apparently bugs hate the smell of that. Like if you like just like, I saw people at huh. Sage Valley doing it too, like rubbing the soap on themselves oh, okay. and like just like around.
0: Hmm. Like I flies like and stuff
1: that. hate that smell.
0: Yeah, I like the Irish spring. Like smell. you can do
1: it like outside your doors and stuff so that the bugs okay. don't come inside.
0: Well, cool, we'll try that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's a really cool idea. We should definitely put that one into practice. Um, Funny you mention Ireland. The final one is uh, at Ben Sploss.
1: Ben Sploss.
0: Spa loss. Ben Spa loss. This guy is talking about a study that was done in Ireland that basically, the gist of it was the researchers had a group of people walk around a room while telling themselves, while having the thought, I cannot walk around a room. Huh. So, the cognitive dissonance of you're doing something, but you're thinking that you can't do it. And then he had a group of people that did that, a group of people that did not, and both groups did a pain test a pain tolerance test, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know what it was, like putting your hand over a flame or something like that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the people that did do that activity had a much higher pain tolerance.
1: Their pain tolerance was higher if they walked around the room while thinking, I cannot walk around this room. Okay, that makes sense. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does.
0: Yeah, so the whole thing is about, again, don't believe your thoughts. Yeah. And that when you want to do something... Or don't want to do something and you're thinking a thought, affirming that, go ahead and think that thought and then do the opposite. Yeah. To train yourself to have that tolerance, to have that resilience, to be able to, like, begin to be the director of our story rather than just the, uh, you know... Mm -hmm. enslaved actor that's you know yeah enslaved to this Hmm. role or this program like we can be the actor and the director of our story you know yeah we don't have to believe the scripts that are already running we can begin to improvise Mm -hmm. and you know create create space between our thoughts and our actions
1: yeah yeah well that totally resonates because like i mean i think of like all the times, like, in high school when I did track and cross country, I'll be running. i like, oh, I cannot do this. I can't do this. I need to stop. I have to stop. I can't do this. And then you just keep going. Yeah. And that's just, like, yeah, you, your thoughts, and you're like, oh, shit, I can do this. Yeah. And then you finish, and you're like, oh, I feel great. Right. Yeah. And, right. like, I think of, like, um, you know, being a woman and having a monthly pain and, like, waking up in the morning like, oh. I can't do this. I can't get through this day. I can't go to work today. I can't walk around like this all day. And then we do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hilarious you gave that first example because that was one of the examples he said that he cited. is like you know one of the common examples is people doing that type of. He mentioned running, but yeah, yeah. any extren- extraneous.
1: What's the word? Extren- yeah. Extraneous.
0: Yeah. You know activity. Yeah. It's like yeah, of course you you don't want to do it. It's not pleasurable. It's not comfortable. Yeah. You know, but you push past a certain threshold and then and then it actually does become pleasurable. You know, the yeah. endorphins kick in, the mm-hmm. runner's high, whatever. Yeah. And maybe, you just watch your body no do these crazy this.
1: things and you're like, wow, I did not think I could do that.
0: Yeah. I yeah. thought that I
1: was going to die. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can learn that you don't have to listen to your brain all the time. You don't have to listen to your thoughts. That if you just keep your body moving, you're good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Totally. And uh, more related to your second example, you know, like, being depressed and just not wanting to get out of bed. Like, yeah. I don't, I can't do this, I can't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, do a basic task. Like,
1: Yeah.
0: find out, you know, just do it. Maybe just you can, anyway. yeah. 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 So, you know, it sort of brings up, like, I don't know, the, the push and pull between wanting to be, like, easy and, and allowing with ourselves to be gentle with ourselves versus I'll put it this way to have more of a masculine or feminine like approach to almost parenting you know what I mean like mm-hmm. but like parenting yourself like yourself kind of yourself uh discipline type of thing you know like and I tend to want to be more gentle with myself Mm-hmm. But I realized, like there's a time and place for that, and it's funny yeah. because I'm I'm very as Lucas pointed out in the podcast, you know when he and Steven were on, it's like he was like, "Dude, I'm hearing a lot of like that you, you that you're really harsh on yourself, or you're really hard on yourself." You know, you are. So it's funny that there's like that level of being really hard on myself, and then also being like overly easy on myself.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah, the extremes.
0: Yeah, reel it in, buddy.
1: Yeah. No, I feel like that too. I feel like there's times where I'm really hard on myself and there's sometimes that I just like let myself get away with all kinds of shit.
0: Mm -hmm. It's almost like I'm physically easy on myself and mentally hard on myself, which is an insane combination. Yeah, that's
1: That's insane. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm.
0: And they feed into each other really. Yeah. Because it's like if I'm so mentally hard on myself, I'm going to be physically exhausted and not want to do the things. Yeah,
1: right, right. You're exhausting yourself before you even start. Yeah, it's a thing. And
0: if I'm not doing anything, I'm yeah. gonna be mentally frustrated about it, right? You know, so it's a negative feedback loop. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, you know, maybe that that maybe that's the topic that I could do some affirmations on. Mm, and just it's a to good idea. Program that yeah. nonsense. Yeah. You know? What would you uh, feel inclined to affirm?
1: Um. It's a good question. I mean, mean, even just to
0: start, I mean, not to, I I want you to answer that question, but even just to start, like the easy mode for, for doing that is just combining two of those prompts, the, Mm -hmm. you know, doing your affirmation as I'm getting restful sleep. Yeah. I'm going to get a brainwash. Yeah. Right. 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 Cleansing. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. That sounds good.
0: Subconscious shower. Right. Brain bath.
1: Yeah. Right. I, yeah, I am getting this restful sleep and to. Capable of doing the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, just yeah, to support
1: myself. Yeah,
0: yeah, simple as that. Cool.
1: Yeah. Well, do we have any last thoughts before we completely lose yeah, light it's here? Good
0: <laughs> it's getting dark. Camera probably already lost us. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's pretty good. Okay. I think that's the the main takeaways. Doing that particular activity.
1: Yeah. Cool. Action step.
0: So, Enjoy everything you want to highlight.
1: Feel
0: pretty good. Love you. Love you, i
1: it.